Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. experienced something this week that grossed me out, and I want to share it with you. <laughs> Rhonda and I went to dinner with another pastor and his wife in Fayetteville uh, this past week. We met for dinner, and while we were there, uh, we were having a conversation, the four of us, and this lady comes walking, and she's walking directly toward us. Now, we're sitting at our table. And she comes walking directly toward us and she passes me, but she's got this look on her face like she, you know, is about to say hello. Well, she passes me, walks right behind me in between the two tables, goes over to Rhonda and puts her arms around her and says, Lisa, it's so good to see you. (laughs) And of course, you don't know my wife, but she's very, very shy. You see her singing up here on the stage, but she's really shy. And so Rhonda, I can tell she hates to tell her she's got the wrong person. And so Rhonda says, uh, I'm sorry, my name is Rhonda. She said, really? She said, oh, no. She said, well, I'm so sorry. She said, you know, I just moved here from California two, uh, two weeks ago. I'm with my son. And, and we just all laughed about that moment. And she just continued to tell us about her family and, you know, how that they were over there. And they were celebrating her 83rd birthday that day. And it was just exciting, you know. And so uh, this is where the gross part happens. Is I opened up my big mouth. And I said, ma'am. Do you know in Georgia now, and you get a birthday spanking? I want you to know that 83-year-old lady turned her backside toward me right in my face. And she said, spank me, big boy, spank me. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I wish the story ended there. What do you say? What do you do? So she's backed up. I mean, her backside right in my face. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. She said, no. She's like, no, do it, do it, do it. Then, being that I would not move, she turned to my other pastor friend and backs up into his face. So it just was gross. God does that sometimes to us. It tells us stories and things in order to make a point. And today I'm just entitled the message grossed out. Because I think that sometimes God wants to gross us out of our sin. You know, grossed out means that it, it's so bad you're not going back, Right. So if I see that 83-year-old lady, I'm running. I ain't going, I'm not going back there again. 
I don't know if I'm going to Fayetteville again. (laughs) But what I want to tell you is that, you know, that's the point of being grossed out is that you don't go back. And so in the Proverbs, God instructed the proverb writer to write a proverb to gross us out. Look what he says in Proverbs 26 and 11. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his what? Look what God said. Don't go back. That's what he said. Don't go back. You say, so today, I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to say this. And again, I, I, it's going to gross you out. But I want to say a phrase and I want you to say a phrase. So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. And I'm going to tell you what I want you to say after I say it. Okay. I'm going to say it's vomit. And your response is with the most disgusting face that you can do is say, that's gross. So let's try it. You ready? Here we go. It's vomit. That's gross. There you go. That's right. You will never forget this message. You will never, ever forget it. You will never forget it. I promise you. You may not hear anything I say, but you will never forget this message. All right. This, so the question is this, that I want to ask you today is this. How do we stop? How do we stop repeating what is self-defeating? Because that's what he's talking about. He says that the dog returns to its vomit. So a person who continues to do the same thing that takes them backwards, it's just like that dog going back to its vomit. And so what he's saying is that you're repeating the same things that are making you sick. You keep going back. The very thing that made you sick, you're going back to it. And so we have to ask that question. So how do we stop repeating what is self-defeating? So I want to give you three things today that I do believe will help you. And so as I begin to share this, number one, would you write this down? Number one is this, is ask God to help you recognize it. It, what is it that you're returning to? What is it? Ask God to help you recognize it. Now, the reason I say that is because we don't always recognize it, do we? We don't recognize that we're returning to it. In my book, The Change Forward, that you're going to get a, a copy of, is that I have this picture in the first chapter of a, of a lady here, of a person. Okay, it's coming up on the screen. Some of you right now, when you're looking at this image, you see a young lady and some of you see an older lady. So let's just see. How many of you see a younger lady in the, in the picture? How many of you see that? Okay. All right. Now put your hands down. How many of you see an older lady? Let me see your hands. That's right. How many of you like, I don't see anybody. <laughs> so, so, so you're looking. Some of you are still looking. Those that are online are well watching. But what I want you to do is look at the, so, so you can see both of them. We're going to put both images up with a red line to outline that. You see that? So you can see the outline of the younger lady and the outline of the older lady. Now, the reason I show you that is because there's some things that you just cannot see on your own. We have to ask God to help us with that. Amen, everybody? Okay. All right, we're going to take the picture down. So you just have to buy, or you don't have to buy the book. You get a free copy of the book. I got it in there. I'll show it to you, all right? It's in there as well. Now, when we begin to talk about self-defeating things, we automatically begin to think about things like people that have addictions to drugs, 
sex and alcohol. That's what we think about. But let's just talk about that a minute that I think that we all may have an addiction. There's some of us, you know, some of us in this room right now that, you know, we're addicted to relationships. In other words, you know, like uh, that we all, some, you know, we got to have that boyfriend or that girlfriend, even though they're no good for us, we got to have them. Keep it. Isn't it amazing? They can be so bad to you, so treat you so bad. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get away from them. And just within weeks, you're right back with them. Oh, that's, that's vomit. There you go. That's it. There we go. Let's try, let's try it. Again. That's vomit. That's right. That's exactly right. So we're addicted to bad relationships, aren't we? We're, we're addicted to winning. We're, we're addicted to, we're addicted to social media. Even though, even though that we know that it's not good for us. And let me tell you something, the next generation, they're, they're struggling so bad because of social media. There just was a study that was released and, and said that how that so many of these young ladies, are, their self-esteem is damaged so much because of constantly scrolling, amen? And listen, you know, we're, addict, we're addicted to gaming, amen? And, and before you say, yeah, that's my grandchild, well, we know about Candy Crush. That's right, though. So, so, so all of these things that we know are bad for us, it seems like even though we know that, that we somehow keep returning to that, right? And it's not making us better. We're not changing forward. We're changing backward. Isn't that amazing, everybody? And you know what, you know what God is saying? He's saying, it's vomit. It's gross. Gross you out. That's what I want to do. I want to gross you out of that pattern that's killing you. Amen? I want to gross you out of that. That's why, so we have to pray and ask God, God, help me recognize it. Because until you recognize it, you'll keep returning to it. Amen? That's why the psalmist, he wrote this. Look what he says. Psalms 139, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and leads me along the path and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Amen, everybody. So the first thing I want to ask you right now, what is it? What, what is it or who is it that you keep returning to? that you keep returning to and it's making you sick. Right. See, it's during your anxiety. Notice in that verse, he said, you know my anxious thoughts. It's when we get anxious that we return to it because we're so used to it. Right. Oh, wow, I know this is better than you thought it was gonna be. <laughs> so today, I want to ask you to take a next step. We always put these on this card because when you check a box, it seems like it just gives you a little extra um to do it. And it says this, the next step. I will ask God to help me recognize what is self-defeating. What is it that's self-defeating? Will you check that box? Because we're going to pray over this this week and ask God to help you with that. It's vomit. <laughs> Half of you with me. Half of you haven't got it yet. Maybe by the end you'll get it, all right? I'm going to tell that 83-year-old lady to come see you if you don't speak up. 
so again, so we're talking about, so how do we, how to stop repeating what's self-defeating? We say, we're going to ask God to help us recognize it. Number two is this, is stop returning to it. Stop returning to it. Think about that dog. You know, we see a dog going over there and doing that. We're like, oh, get, no, move on, right? We, we encourage the dog, don't do that. Stop returning to it. That's the, that's the challenge. So in order to stop returning to it, I think there's two things that will help us to do that, that are biblical things that will help you more than anything else that I can think of is to keep you from returning to it. And again, we can't point fingers at anybody. We can't say today that he's talking to you or he's talking to you. No, he's talking to me. All of us in Israel, every one of us have something, right? We have an it, everyone. And I'm talking to me. I'm talking to me. So two things. The first one that I would say is you is this. The first thing that will keep you from returning to it is confession. Is confession. It's amazing when you begin to confess something. And confession is saying this, from the heart, I was wrong. That's what confession is. Confession is saying I was wrong or it is wrong. Do you hear that? I was wrong or it is wrong. It's not helping me. I got to admit that this is not helping me. I'm confessing it. I'm admitting that this is not wrong. Uh, uh, This is not right. And scrolling on social media for 20 hours a day is not good for me. Amen, everybody. Amen. Checking my phone every five minutes is not good for me, everybody. Amen. And it's sure not good for my relationships. Amen. Amen. So, it's, so we all have that. Those are, those are just a few things, all right? It's not good. For, so we have to confess it. I would say, first of all, make a spiritual confession. You see, the greatest change is asking God to help you change. And if you wanted a spiritual change, then you have to confess it before God. Because once you confess it before God, you're like, God, I know this is wrong. And when I admit it's wrong, God, I'm saying, God, I need your help to help me straighten this out. Amen? Amen. And that's why the Bible says this. In 1 John 1 and 9, look what it says. He says, if we confess our sins to him, talking about God, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all what, everybody? You know what wickedness is? It's anything that's harmful to you. Wickedness is not somebody doing voodoo over you. I mean, that's bad. It's not when somebody trying to cast a spell over you. No, no, no. Wickedness is anything that's harmful to you in God's eyes. If it hurts you, it's wicked. He's like, oh, that is wicked. No, 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 no. You see, confession is so good. This is what spiritual confession. This is what I say about confession. Confession is this. Confession kills the roots that cause the bad fruit in your life. Amen? Confession, spiritual confession kills the roots that cause the bad roots in your life. I say it's spiritual roundup. Amen? It's spiritual roundup. It just starts to kill, because once you say, God, I am wrong, I was wrong here, I am sorry, then all of a sudden you, you're, you're saying that I was wrong, you're, you're saying, God, I don't want to be prideful anymore, I want to be humble, and when you humble yourself before God, it's amazing how he will lift you up, amen? The second thing I would say to you is this, talking about confession, 
is that we need a spiritual confession, then we have to have a relational confession. There's some things in your life, there's some relationships in your life that's never going to get better until you say, I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Some of you want a better relationship with your spouse. You want a better relationship with your parents. You want a better relationship with your children. You want a better relationship with your neighbors, your coworkers, whatever. It's never going to get better until you say, I was wrong. See, quit waiting on them, and then you just be the one saying, I was wrong. And as soon as I say that, you're going, but, well, you don't know, you don't. No, I don't know, but I do know that we all had a part in it. Amen? <laughs> so just go and say you was wrong for your part, and it's amazing what will happen with the other parts. That's what the Bible says. Look what it says. Admit your faults to one another and pray for each other. Now, look at these next words here. So that you may be what, everybody? You may be healed. Your relationships will never be healed until you confess it. Then he goes on to say, the earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and wonderful results. And so this is what he's trying to say, confessing to those and saying, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. Listen, if you keep doing what you've always been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've always got. Something has, there has to be, there has to be a change forward, everybody. You, you got to do things differently. And the first thing he says is begin to confess that. God, I was wrong, Lord. You're right and I was wrong. I admit that, Lord. So help me, God. Forgive me of my sin. And then I go to one another. You, you go to your husband or your wife or your spouse or, or you, hopefully that's the same person. Husband and wife, spouse, okay. That better be the same person, all right? <laughs> We got a serious problem. <laughs> Are your children? Are your coworkers? Before it ever can get better, you got to own your part and you own it up. And when you do this, amazing how change begins to happen, everybody. But we can just be the dog if we want to. And we can just stroll back to the same old stuff. Because let me tell you, it's vomit. It's exactly right. It's gross. And that's what it is. It doesn't make you better. It makes you worse. So that's why God hates you. The second thing I would say is this, is the word repentance. Repentance. Oh, boy. I'm going to let you write that down because I want you to look at it. I'm going to tell you what repentance is. Repentance is an old Roman military word that simply means doing an about-face In other words, you're going to do a 180. That means you're going this way, you turn this way. It means turning. That's what repentance is. And when the commander would return, when he would shout out, repent, they would all turn. That's what it meant. That's what repentance means. It means turning from something in order that you may turn to something. See what I'm talking about? You have to turn from it and repentance. And one of the things that I would tell you in our culture today is a lot of people don't have a problem with confession. I mean, my goodness, just read social media, right? I mean, people will confess everything to the world. I mean, like, listen, I don't think I'd say that. I don't think I'd just put that out there for everybody. You know what I'm saying? There's something, please, please don't put all your junk out there. Amen? Please don't. Please spare us, okay? It may make you feel better, but it makes me feel horrible. Right? There's some things like, man, you know, I haven't been to the bathroom in six weeks or whatever. I'm like, what? (laughs) 
It's vomit. That's exactly right. Understand that. Before you go doing this, understand it. (laughs) Repentance. Turn from. What I want to share with you is this, is that the Bible tells us in repentance in Acts 2 and 38, look what he says. Peter replied, repent and be baptized. What was he saying? He's saying, you've got to turn from it. It's one thing to say you're sorry, but it's another thing to turn from it. Amen? Amen. Because if you don't turn from it, you will return to it. And we don't want to return to it. Why? Because that's vomit. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just tell you, he says, repent and be baptized. And then to Jesus, he's noticing he goes on and says, every one of you in the name of Jesus. So turn from what you're doing and turn to Jesus. Now, where we talked about, he said, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, this first Wednesday service that we'll have this week, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. Look at the next verse with me. John 8 and 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never be walking in the dark, but will have what, everybody? Will have the light of light. Now, why does he say this? Because the goal is this, is that if you're walking toward this over here, then you're, you're, going, to, you're going back to it. You see, you're returning to it. And what Jesus is saying, if you will turn, repent, if you will repent and you will turn and start coming toward me, then you're going to have the light. The light's going to come on, everybody. You know what I'm saying? The light's coming on that you'll begin to see life differently and you'll see things differently. You'll see it God's way and your life will get better. Amen. Because he who the son of man sets free is free indeed. Amen. You're no longer a slave to that, but now you're free in Jesus Christ because you're walking towards Christ. And listen, as long as you're turning towards Christ, you won't return to it. Did you hear that? Listen, it's a choice every day to turn to Christ, isn't it? It's not a one-time decision. Well, you know, I made that decision 40 years ago. Well, you might have made the decision 40 years ago, but that doesn't keep you from wanting to go back to it, does it? Who knows? Why does a dog go back to vomit? Why does it do that? I don't know. It's crazy. But listen, you got crazy in you. You keep returning to it as well. Why do we all do that? I don't know. But I can tell you this. The only way that I can keep from going back to it is I have to keep turning to Jesus every day. And so do you. If you don't keep turning, you'll keep returning, amen? And we don't want to return to it. Why? It's vomit. It's we don't want to return to that. And that just as the dog grosses out, when we return to that, it grosses God out. Don't return to it. The third thing I will tell you. Remember, we have to pray and ask God to help us recognize it because we may be doing it without recognizing it. Then we have to stop returning to it. And the third thing is trust God's grace with it. You see, God's grace, let me give you a definition of grace. God's grace is God's ability, God's ability to do for you what you can't do for yourself. God's grace is greater than your willpower. Because willpower doesn't last, does it? Because with willpower, we'll get tired and we'll just return to it. 
We need God's grace. Look what the Bible says. Ephesians 2 and 8. For it is by, want everybody? By grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from who? It's not from yourselves. You can't do it. You cannot save yourself. You can't be good enough. You can't be smart enough. You can't be rich enough. You can't be disciplined enough. You can't save yourself. It is the gift of God that saves you. You can't save yourself. His name was John. He was born in the early 1700s. When he, was, when he was a little boy, his life began to take turns that began to set a pattern in his life for destruction. When he was six years old, his mother died. And he was left with his father. And his father was a, was a horrible person. He was a sailor. You know, the old sailor, he cussed like a sailor. Well, he lived like a sailor. And worse than that, when John was 11 years old, he took him on the ships with him. And the father's ships in the 1700s were not, were, not, uh, were not expeditions or trips that you would really want to talk about because it was, his father was in the slave trading industry. He, he, he manned those, captain, those ships and, and that's what he did. He would, he would move the slaves back and forth and in the trade. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. And when John, by the time he was 11 years old, he was on those ships and he would see the, the worst of people. He would see the worst things happen. It was horrible. And rebellion began to build inside of him. And he actually joined the, the Royal Navy in, in Great Britain, Britain, but he was kicked out because he was so rebellious. As a matter of fact, he was, he was so bad that they kicked him off the ship and left him on the island to die. I mean, he, he was that bad. He was rebellious. But when he, got, when he got a little bit older and he got out of the Navy and he went, but he thought, what am I going to do? Well, guess what? He returned to the only thing that he knew to do. He returned to the vomit that he was so used to. He returned to that. And so he himself became a captain on one of the slave ships. He went back to, he, went, he returned to it. He went back to it because that's what we all tend to do is to go back to all that we know. And when he was on one of those voyages, a storm come up. And many of the people, the crewmen on the ship were thrown overboard. And John was clinging for his very life. And there in that moment, he cried out to God, save me, God, save me. Somewhere along his path, somebody had had talked to him about the saving grace of God. And right there, on a voyage of destruction and the ugliness of humanity, he come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When When he got back to England, he left it. He left it and God changed his heart in such a way that he became the voice that was proclaiming freedom for all people. It was through John that he would share his story of the 
of the horrendous things that would happen on those voyages and, and the horrific way that people were being treated. It was his voice that he would go to parliament and he would declare, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And it was through John, John Newton and Wilbur Wilberforth that slavery was abolished in England. John Newton, God put his hand on his life, forgave the worst of him and pulled out the best of him. He began to pen some words to a song. And those, that song is Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see, amen. It's through him, it's amazing grace. It's his amazing grace. You say, Pastor Jeff, our world is in a mess right now. We don't, we don't know which way we're going to go. What are we going to do? I'll tell you what we do is that we call out to God and we trust that amazing grace that saved John Newton, that pulled him off the slave ship, made him a minister of the gospel, and let him have a ministry that brought thousands of people freedom. That's what God's grace does. It brings you freedom. It sets you free. What's the answer for divorce? God's grace. What's the answer for your teenage? God's grace. What the answer for racism? God's grace. It's 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 God's grace. Amen. It's God's grace. It's His grace. It's His grace. God wants to do for you what you can't do for yourself. Whatever you're going through today, it's God's grace. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 It's God's grace. Don't judge me yet because God's still working on me. Amen. Would you stand with me, everybody? Here's what I want to, here's what I want to tell you. You say, Pastor Jeff, how do I get that grace? The first thing, we got to get the first step down. The only way that you connect to that grace is that you invite him. So you may feel like you're on that ship that's being thrown in the sea. And you feel like you're going under right now with all this going on. And just like John Newton cried out, that hellion of a person that he was cried out and said, God save me. Jesus save me. And he saved him right now in this room. And those of you that are watching online, that's what you need to do. Your first step is say, Lord Jesus save me. Matter of fact, I just want you to bow your heads where you are right now. And I'm going to I'm going to say this prayer, and if you just say in your heart, God, that's me, that's me, he will hear you and he will save you. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you right now, and I ask you to please forgive me of my sins. I've done wrong. I confess I've been wrong. But God, today I repent and I turn to you. I don't even know what that means, God, but I turn to you. 
Will you forgive me of my sins and come into my life, oh God? And Lord, today, help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all those that just received Christ? Welcome to God's family. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.